Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of July 31st, 2023, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Benning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Ken. I know I said it's the week of July 31st because I always give the Monday date of the week that we're recording, but let's face it, it's August, and that's crazy. We just got back from the Buffalo Open Quarterly Meeting in New York, and it's only six and a half weeks until BCMCFS, so full steam ahead. Uh we probably should just jump into it. I was looking around a little bit and we've got weather issues and fire issues and interest rate issues and Canadian lumber duties issues. And let's just get to the topic at hand. What's going on in the lumber industry in the last couple of weeks? Kenny, you want to kick us off? I was going to say, we normally do rock, paper, scissors from the same conference room, but hard to do through the webcams. Yeah, it's the tale of two stories from what I see on our trading floor. And again, what we see at our company is very coast to coast in the domestic market and we do import and export as well. So we get a pretty broad scope of what's going on. Personally, my business is very biased to component manufacturing in the Western United States, do a little bit all over the place, but that's where the bulk of what I'm trading lies. A lot of, it seems like a lot of the domestic markets that deal in spruce products have been a touch quieter over the last couple of weeks. Personally, my business in the Pacific Northwest Mountain States, California has been very busy. Some of the most, most active trading I've seen in this year. So there's some products have a touch of price correction softness. Other products are hanging in there tight, really cord stocks, the one I'm thinking of there, high grade MSR in particular. Uh, some of those products are trading to a premium to random links print while other products, not necessarily component manufacturer heavy items are coming back and, and correcting the price. I'm actually out in the middle of sawmill country right now. I'm in Southern Oregon visiting with some suppliers. It is smoky down here. There's quite a bit of smoke in the valley. There's a couple of fires going, a uh, notable one near Grants Pass, Oregon. And that's going to continue to be a very important topic over the next four weeks, August in particular, always is this time of the year. So it's a good time to do a few things. It seems like people are very busy to end out the summer, which is great news for our industry. Full speed ahead there. And then just stay nimble and pay attention to what's going to be happening in the news forest wise over the next four weeks. Of all of the 12 months on the calendar, August is one of the most prone to natural disasters, unfortunately, in the terms of forest fires. Of course, nobody wants anything like that to happen, but it does have a significant implication in the market if it does happen. So just something to always keep in mind as we're rounding out the summertime. And a recap, I'll kind of touch on, I'll try to give a kind of a broad view of, of everything that Kenny didn't touch on in terms of product line. So with a yellow pine, I guess I'll start there. I know when we left off on our last podcast, we were kind of in a wait and see kind of feeling, right? Where the market had increased and had been on a nice run over a six, seven week period. And we felt like things were starting to just slow down, just felt like the pace moved back a bit. That certainly has been the continued feel. And we're starting to see pricing start to drift back in a pretty good chunk. I'd say. I think the nice kind of thing that we have seen is a level being established, but it's repeating itself. And so there's some continuity in each market cycle. Some have been longer, some have been shorter. 
but there is a price range that's being established within product lines. And I should say outside of two by 12, because it was so high for so long, but it has kind of moved in the rest with the rest of its brethren with 10 inch, eight inch, six inch and four inch. So we have, I think we're just kind of entering that, that digestion period, right? Where purchases have been made. People have what they deem as a decent amount of inventory for the time being, and they're working through it. How much, how long? It really feels like, it feels like, again, when I go back to this pattern or this trading range that's been set in, it feels like the approach from a producer standpoint is recognizing that trend and is quicker to find levels that they deem are a value to them. Meaning, yes, maybe it's a significant discount to where the prices are today, but based on where they think it may go, they like taking orders in a certain range and being able to secure some order file and secure a nice level in that range, right? So I think it's, I think the month of August is going to be a bit of a battle from a producer standpoint. Now, with that said, products that are selling, they're on the ground, they're prompt. If you're looking for something or it's two to three weeks out, it's a tough sale right now. Anybody looking for something, they want it quick. And there's plenty of quick, it feels like, to go around right now. So definitely feeling the pressure, I'd say, at the sawmill level right now with yellow pine on most products. Now, every zone, again, it's always not a, it's just not one blanket statement because the South, the U.S. South is so large, right? So you go all the way to Texas, all the way up into the mid-Atlantic region. So there's pockets where things are a little bit different and you'll find one item on the East side zone in a particular dimension is very tough to find and it's holding its own. But then the next link down is heavily discounted and there's an excess of it. So it's not a perfect science. It never is. But I would say the overall value trend is good. Like where the deals that are getting made right now, again, there's just not a lot of, there's just not a lot of downside based on where the the bottom has formed on a kind of the last four times, right? The last four times the market's bottomed over the past eight months, where we're at today, there's not a lot of risk there. So I think that's a good thing. I know we've touched on, I guess I'll touch on Euro Spruce and dating back to our last podcast and the podcast before that, there's no real change in the story there in terms of the amount of product that's being made and imported. We've got a lot of European sawmills that are taking downtime for maintenance and such, we've cut down to one shift at a lot of these mills. And so the overall arching theme for the remainder of the year for European Spruce is less, right? There's, we're going to see less European spruce at the ports. I do think that'll bode well for the yellow pine market and producers as there's less product available at the ports. I do feel like we'll see hopefully a higher overall average on yellow pine products through the, through the end of the year. That's just one, one theory, I guess, because we do know that out of Western Canada, as we've said for years now, we're not getting any more, right? There's no added production coming on. There's nothing's changing there and nothing's changing out of Eastern Canada. So what you see is what you get from those two uh, producing regions. So I'd say overall, right now, we're just in a bit of a correction phase. Um, it, that's going to last probably over the next four weeks. That's my, again, my theory, my personal opinion. 
And I think as fall gets closer, we'll probably see, again, the way that the inventory management's being done. We got to come back in and buy some wood. Business from what we feel like as a company uh, is good for fall. We expect fall business to be pretty strong, whether that's multifamily, single family, over the shoulder is always kind of, we'll see. But overall, it still feels pretty good out there. My two sets. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the potential for natural disasters and fires to cause a problem. I know we've talked a little bit about the various ways that can affect a mill in its output. So, and more so, it's not just that, right? It's not just if a mill is having issues or if they have people that are away helping fight fires, but also the transportation away from the mill. So if a fire or something like that is affecting a rail line or something of that nature, are you hearing of anything like that? I mean, Ken, I know you mentioned it was a little smoky where you're at. What kinds of sort of short-term effects are the current fires that are blazing having on all of that? Well, I just want to start by saying, obviously, nobody in the industry ever wants to see anything like that happen. Of course. And I, I, I want to make sure I'm super clear. That breaks my heart. I'm an Oregonian born and raised. I love this state. Like that really does break my heart to see it burning, especially since it is such a good resource. The fires right now are gentle, somewhat contained, nothing of gigantic magnitude, right? And you're making good points about fire proximity to sawmills and maybe mill rights are also volunteer firefighters or things of that nature. Really one thing I think that's important for people who either buy buy lumber products or in a lumber product based industry business is really logging is a big issue when fires happen, right? You can't be sending people into the woods when they're combusting. Um, although I have been kind of making my rounds at the sawmills in Southern Oregon this week and log truck availability has been a priority for a lot of these producers over the last few weeks. Obviously people think about this in the head and there's kind of a stockpile of logs in the decks at a lot of these mills, which is good news, right? Kind of a, an insurance policy. If something does happen, a lot of these guys could keep running for, let's say a month at a minimum, just right with what they got there at the mill. So that's good news. It, it is incredible, right? We had a very wet winter and long spring, especially in the West. I mean, think about all the crazy snowfall patterns we had in the Sierra Nevadas this year, rain throughout the West Coast. Oregon in particular, very lush, very green over the last few months. And as we get into these dog days of summer, August, it does dry out. Just a lot of kindling all over the place. So also a good reminder for everybody to be respectful and smart as they go out and enjoy camping or whatever they're doing. I can, I think the one that started in Southern Oregon, I heard was from a cigarette, but somebody owned up to, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you just gotta be, these are the days to be smart. It's a big deal. So anyway, hope nothing happens. Just something to keep in, in your mind because Justin's completely correct, right? People that are expecting, maybe there's a little bit of price opportunity coming up. There's plenty of reasons to think that's just kind of one factor on the back burner that could put a hard stop in that sort of trend in the marketplace, which is why I bring it up. So again, hopefully nothing happens, but yeah, West is active. Justin also brought a good point about the end of the year being strong. I'd say over the next 12 weeks, I would expect nine of them to be pretty active, healthy trading. Pick your three and maybe they're a little quieter. You get some opportunities. This week's probably one of those weeks, touch quieter, where you might be able to make some deals. But overall, we're going to be pretty strong through October. And then an age-old adage, any listeners that want to get matching tattoos at BCMC, get lean by Halloween. I think that's a good inventory plan for a lot of manufacturers this fall. Keep a strong push through October. And then as we transition into November, that's a good time to 
kind of scale it back a little touch, prepare for the winter months, depending on where you are and, and run your inventory that way. Okay. Well, I don't want us to cut too short, but I would like to know what you guys have as advice for our component manufacturers over the next couple of weeks as we head into some interesting waters. I just wanted to follow up with Ken because, I mean, he, he said it extremely well, but just to touch on Canada, look, Quebec, Manitoba, Saskatchewan provinces, really most of the fires there are on a moderate to low scale. So most everything is relatively under control through there. I think the, no pun, but the hot spot right now is probably the British Columbia, Western BC. That is still not great and still certainly some red alert there, but no mills have been affected yet at this point. So don't want to, don't need to go much more into that other than that. But of course it's, we're paying attention to that. So anyways, and and then I guess to answer your question, Molly, I I always feel like a broken record. I feel like, but it's, I kind of touched on my, in my intro there and just in terms of overall pricing, there's a range that's been set in and it's hard obviously, because we can't talk about numbers and I don't, it's, but where we're at in the trade and where deals can get done today and where the market has gone and where it is shown where the stop sign lies time and time again. And I feel like we can feel comfortable in that now. Before it was just kind of a, is this just a, was that just a, a fluke or right? I mean, it's the trend's your friend and, and that trend, I, I do feel based on other knowledge in terms of operation costs from sawmills and where they have to be and where they're going to be, if they're going to run, like there's a level that's being established on both sides right now. And so where the price is today and where deals can get done today, I just see, I just don't see a lot of reason to be uncomfortable there. And you should feel good about anytime you need to buy lumber, it's like, you're going to get a deal. Like there's going to be deals to be had. And Sometimes you think, well, if I just wait, maybe I'll get a better deal. And you come back to the table three days later, that deal is gone. Now you can't find it. It's out three weeks. You're still getting a a deal and it's a lot cheaper than maybe if you bought it four weeks earlier, but you're going to pay $20 more a thousand, right? Because you didn't seize that particular opportunity at that time. So I just say head on swivel, be aggressive. And don't be afraid to of the price on really anything right now. It's all really good, especially two by four and yellow pine. It's extremely undervalued versus any other species out there. It's a great value. I couldn't say it better. I don't, I just want to clap. I got nothing right there. Justin's totally right. Things are good. Full speed ahead. You got business to finish out the summer. Let's do it. Let's nail it up, build some houses. We have great need in this country and that's not going anywhere. Whether it's multifamily, single family, we're in a good spot as an industry. I'm excited for people to round out the year and then everybody cheers a glass of BCMC together. It's going to be a great time to celebrate what we're doing and where we're going. So keep your foot on the gas. I'll finish and I'll shut up because I don't want to go over 20 minutes. You touched on interest rate. Obviously, everybody in the industry that's awake and has their eyes open. Sometimes we got traders here that sleep all day, so they might not even know. But we know we saw the interest rate hike. I think it's worth noting that the builder, the new home builder right now is still in a great position to continue to build. And there's still a vacuum that's been caused over the last two decades and the need for housing persists and is going to persist for quite some time. Now, when we were giving away home loans at 2% and 
3%, you've got this supply and demand issue right now where there's no sellers, right? Because most of these folks refied or bought a house and at 3% interest rate or sub 3%, they're not hopping into a 7.5% loan. Like it doesn't make sense for them, right? So they're staying put. So there's a lack of inventory on the market. So where does that inventory get made up at? New homes, right? Yeah. So that's why we're continuing to still see strong numbers on new starts and permits um, at seven plus percent interest rates, right? So it's not perfect. It could be better and it could be a heck of a lot worse, right? So we're fighting the fight right now. And, but I think we have a good, still solid trajectory as we move out and finish the year. And the need for housing certainly remains. All good news. Very good news. I think with that, we'll wrap up our episode for the day. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be a brief and I look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Molly. Good talking with you guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.